back to the Weekly Hijack Lost Edition. Hi, Locke. <laughs> uh, we're back. We're back to the island and one of the first um, Locke bashing. <laughs> well, Locke's first flashback was very triumphant, walkabout. This one is the first of Locke getting kicked around. <sighs> he gets a lot of ki- I mean, he probably gets the raw end of... But this is Deuce Ex Machina. That's the name of the episode, in case you're yes. wondering. But yes, Locke gets kicked around quite a bit in flashback uh, and on island. Yeah. I think this, I could be wrong, but I think this is the first, maybe if not the first, very close to the first, Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse riding together. And you can kind of feel that. Yeah. There is a lot of moving pieces. I mean, to start the episode with a mouse trap <laughs> <laughs> is pure loss. You know, that's, yeah. you know, that's, I mean, it works for this episode because basically the it, flashback and I would argue the island are both basically very uh, deliberate traps for Locke. Yep, pretty much. Now, you were saying when we were watching the scene of Boone climbing the plane, yeah. there was another hatch there? There's a hatch underneath. The question mark they tried to find in season two, they moved the plane, I think, after they burn it, and there's a hatch under there. Okay. I believe. Is that, I, if, I'm, if my memory is correct. A hatch that leads to the Swan Station? Or no, it's just, a, just a question mark. I think, it's the one where, I think it's the one where you can see what's happening in all the other hatches. Oh, it's got the, the cameras. No, yeah, it has the cameras. I think it's that one. Oh, okay. The, I don't remember the name of that one. Interesting. I had not the re- Pearl? Is that the Pearl? Maybe. Okay. I forget which station it is. That is an interesting... Because, I mean, at the end of this episode, yeah, you don't really know is what was the island well, trying to tell This time so? through, I got a little... I was. A, I thought the, it, it parallels so well in with his flashback, which is basically a long, you know, long con to get his thing like he would just he was suckered into a mousetrap wise mm-hmm. i wondered if it wasn't the island some aspect of the island playing with again you know the island has basically three versions <laughs> i mean there's yeah. jacob there's van black and then there's just magic magic stuff. island yeah yeah you know that's not personal it's got a, but has certainly has an a, a agenda yeah a mind of its own yeah. a, a, apart from the whole jacob and man yeah. in black shenanigans so I, yeah i don't know how to read it exactly and what's interesting this episode works so well despite really having no clue why his legs don't work or anything like that mm-hmm. you know just it's island magic and it works i mean the lock still feels like the most tragic character in the whole lost lost story I think he's to me easily I mean, every character. every care every time Anderson, not Anderson, Cooper, whatever yeah. his his first name is, uh, is on the screen, I just like kind of boil inside <laughs> and see. You don't want to hiss, you know. And he's so and he's so bad. He's he's such an evil person and so good at what he does. It's the when the and the sad thing is, lock on the island for all his like I know what's going on. He's just the he's really just a pawn for the island the whole time. Yeah. I mean, Locke was good for the survivors, and a lot of times he didn't know what they needed. But for his own his own journey, personal journey, he was completely clueless into where he was going and what he should actually be doing. I mean, it'd be fascinating if he had actually had a conversation with Jacob and learned yeah. actually learned about the history of Island and what he could do. But that was just never in the cards for him. It's very interesting. I'd like to know what you know what the writers were thinking at this point. But obviously. They're they're planning long game. This episode is like massive setup for things in the future. I mean, you got the Nigerian plane and the drugs uh-huh. and the tail enders on the radio. 
Would you listen real carefully here? Like we're survivors from eight fifteen. Yeah, that that's an interesting thing. Like because I remember here, I remember that that he had, that Boone had talked to Atelius, but in that scene, like you would actually have to be paying really close attention to even hear yeah. that. And it, it almost feels like an echo, even if you're not paying real close attention. You know. Yeah, yeah, it almost does. It, Oh, <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> but I mean, there's some math. I mean, there's a lot of things moving behind the scenes here. But even despite the really strong flashback, I mean, Locke's gotten two really strong flashbacks. A lot of a lot of setup for the Nigerian drug smugglers, and of course, anyone who saw those that heroin bag is like, uh oh, <laughs> Charlie's in trouble. And it's funny because they just show they. You know, they don't play it up at that point. It just, no. they leave it there and it's going to come back to haunt you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like they don't, don't even do any sort of weird, Locke has this crazy dream and, you know, Boone's bloody right then, uh-huh. which is obvious setup, but they don't hark back to it or question, you know, it's just, it's just there and you connect the dot and. Yeah. Well, I mean, b- before you, you know, would have, before the end of the episode, who knows what that would have meant, you know, people got bloody a lot in the show. Yeah, exactly. It didn't mean that they were necessarily about to die. I mean. Yeah. It just. And it really ups another ante to the, the mystery island. Suddenly you're like, okay, this island's crazy again. I mean, you knew it was, but... But you hadn't necessarily seen some of it in a while. And then you get but... the hatch lit up. Yeah, which we, we find out later is Desmond, who Who's, is... Who's about ready to commit suicide. Yeah, point, on right? the verge of committing suicide when he hears Locke banging on it. And, and it's like, yeah, Deb just had a, oh, yeah. So, so yeah. you know... It, it depends on how omniscient slash long game craziness you want to play, either Jacob or the Man in Black. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not going. I don't know that I can come up with a cohesive why Locke is this, but you know, say it's Man in Black, maybe he's just trying to weaken Locke to a spot where he'll be able to play into later. If it's Jacob, it's maybe to save Desmond. Yeah, it's a long game. Well, I believe actually in season five is at one point there when they're time hopping, they come across this moment again. Like Locke and Sawyer watch past Locke. Oh, bang, you're right. They bang do. on the thing and stuff. And, and Sawyer's like, what was going on there? And I think Locke says something along the lines of the island was testing me. And he didn't go back, you know, and I think Sawyer asked him, well, why don't you like, you know, go say something? They're like, but Locke was like, no, I needed that to get where I am now. Which is unfortunate because he doesn't... He, he's Yeah, he has no idea how misled he still is being used, how much he's still being played. He's being played, I mean, largely for the man in black to kill Jacob. I mean, yeah. if you want to run the ridiculously long game, if you play into the, you know, the ridiculous long game. Now, it could just be the island testing him, trying to see if he's worthy. Yeah. but you know, I, It doesn't have to be a long, long game. Yeah, I, I, and I don't know... This episode seems to feel like it's more island stuff yeah, than Man I Black. Agree. Yeah. But it does it does feel the trap thing. It feels similar, but I'm not sure it actually is. But that's entirely debatable. The the ambiguity of again, Dane Lindelof, especially and Carlton Cuse like that. What do you think? What do you it means? think this means? <laughs> so what do you think this means, Zach? Uh-huh. <laughs> Yes. I do have to say then also the B, the B story with uh, Sawyer was awesome. And Jack. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, yeah, you needed some comic relief in that. And it was fun to get it from, from uh, those guys. <laughs> the little frenemies sort of. <laughs> frenemies. <laughs> Coincidentally, nice little foreshadowing of Jack's little, he has his own little like doctor's clinic set up there that becomes very important when Boone gets... Dragged in. Yeah. 
um, back to the caves. All right. Well, anyway, that is Deuce Ex Machina. Any other thoughts from the peanut gallery? <laughs> I thought I'd try. Okay. <laughs> nice try. Another yet, yet another very good episode. <laughs> yep. I think this next episode picks up right where that one left off. Do no harm. So it's we're back to the lost doubleheader. Here we go. Okay. Do no harm. Hi, um, Jack. Hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it, something about Michael Giacchino's score in that last scene it kind of makes the whole room a little dusty you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh man that's a hard episode I will say this is this is one episode where the uh, flashbacks just can't compare to the island story yeah. like it's it's an okay flashback but it it, it feels like I guess in some ways they might have chosen very purposely to do a very kind of slow yeah, one in c- comparison to... It, it doesn't take up much of the time either. No. I mean, it's, a, it's a pretty sparse flashback compared to most of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially compared to the one just before, <laughs> yeah. the, the locks one, which yeah. is incredibly... Int- um, when we're watching it, I mean, it just they just keep ramping up the tension the first couple... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I was thinking when you've got a... a the lady who is as pregnant as Claire as part of your main cast, you know, as a writer, that's a ticking time bomb yeah. that you just wait to the right moment to set off. Yeah. And you do it in, like, the worst moment possible. Exactly. And, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, and we haven't already seen her for, what, two, three episodes, so you kind of had half... Had kind of forgotten. Yeah, and then, you know, it was boom, and then suddenly, like... Like, now? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of Kate's reactions are just priceless. Oh, yeah. She does a great job. Oh, I mean, Kate always seriously. does, but... I mean, and it's it's remarkable when you see someone who is as like gung ho and you know gets wants to get into thick of things as Kate is, and then she's like, I, I can't do this. You know, we like you know people like to ask Kate for being annoying, or whatever. But she really like the last couple of episodes. She really is kind of the the heart of the you know she's the compassionate one between especially. In in terms of the leadership, of yeah, the survivor. Leadership. Yeah. yeah, I mean her own personal self is a little. Right, crazy. right. But yeah, she's a good glue for when other things are happening for other people. Yeah, yeah, especially especially during this first. But when we get into weird other stuff, then oh, she yeah. kind of tends to go off on crazy missions on her own yeah. a little more often. But but yeah, and really interesting when you think about who is the one who wound up raising Aaron yeah. for a few years. Is that connection there right from the get go? Yeah, they play, play the things really well. And I'd say it's very interesting having to do a doubleheader with Dusik Machina. I mean, both these episodes are largely like. And here's the center of our char- of these two characters, like on display. I mean, you got Locks, Locks you know, struggle to, ha- and to have got, meaning. And you got Jack's real thing is just he cannot let go. Let go. He can't. He has to fix things. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he's like zombies. Jack, at, like halfway through, <laughs> we're joking. I mean, don't tell me what I can't do. I I'm like, whoa, <laughs> they're like the same person, just different sides of the coin. Yeah, and I think you can see here too, in a lot of ways, this. This is the moment that really cemented their rivalry. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, they had some differences of opinion before, but this is the moment where Jack really lost most of his trust in Locke, you know, what little he yeah. had. And it becomes a battle from pretty much here on out. I know some people get annoyed with Jack's, like, trying to fall, fix it. I mean, I, I don't know. I sympathize with Jack with this, like, deep seated need to fix things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as bad as Jack. <laughs> I don't give my own blood until 
son pulls it up. It's very interesting. It, it was neat, kind of son Jin, who have not really seen each other at all since they're falling out. Yeah. One's the nurse for the one. The other one was kind of, I'm not as much for Claire, but, you know, run the Claire. Yeah, but this need brought them together for a moment. And they were both there. Jin had this little moment with Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jin and Charlie, is that was fun. I mean, you needed some comedic relief. And it's always surprising and delightful when Jin can provide that comedic relief. Well, you needed it several times in this episode, and we got it several times, which is nice, with Hurley and mm-hmm. those two. <laughs> yeah. Jack's like, I swear, Hurley, if you faint. <laughs> well, and then there's the, when um, they set the leg and they cut out, there's Hurley just trying not to hear anything. Yeah, you know, which, which is, is the audience. audience. <laughs> oh, As man, always. this is for anyone squeamish like myself, and Kurt was, was kind of like. <laughs> da- <I> dad, <laughs> dad cannot do tension, you know, that sort of stuff. Well, I mean, I'm I'm bad with any time it comes to a surgery scene yeah. or and there's a know. lot of stuff like that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> more than I care to uh, watch sometimes. <laughs> but man, good episode all the way around. It was very good episode. Is this the first time a character died, other than the beginning when everybody was the fallout. The first the main character, uh, first I mean, protagonist died, and like that person yeah, drowned out. Was the fallout of the yeah. Well, there's that lady who drowned. In the undertow. No one knew who she was. I mean, first, first real character. First, yeah, first regular cast member. Uh, Ethan died, but he, he bad guy. Kill so. a character, not like once who pretends and then doesn't. <laughs> so, exactly. Kills a character and then resurrects. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Grant ben, ben, Boone will show up in every season from now on. But <laughs> <laughs> it is the same as once. <laughs> it's not really Boone most of the time, though. Well, it's flashbacks. Flashbacks or. Does he show up? Island Vision. Does he show up with Island Vision? Oh, Pride for Lock, he does. I think so, yeah, yeah. If I remember it. I'm not sure it's every season. It's a lot. Is he, yeah. It is a lot. But I mean, Boone's, especially being one of the first deaths, Boone's really had a big impact on the show. Yeah. Um, he was a red shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The thing is, like, last episode with the Lock one, you. You didn't feel like Boone was a like, some goof. He like he was like no. He actually had good. I mean, rational he was, reasons he was, for what he, he was, was saying. Partner like, hand in hand with Locke, and then mm-hmm. so he, he had he had a moment of clarity before. <laughs> no, yeah. but and, and you know, again, never ever go on romantic picnic with someone on on Lost. It just <laughs> does not end well for your close others. Yeah, that Hurley and Libby had that situation later. Yeah. Although I well, her and Libby wasn't part of the picnic. But. Right, right. <laughs> but on, on a on a serious note related to that, I do I do have a friend who said that um, his wife. I don't remember if they were dating or if they were married at the time, but she had lost her brother like a few months before, and he said that that scene where you see Jack telling Locke just base or Jack Shan- telling Shannon oh. just basically made her you know oh yeah break down which. Completely understandable. It's it's such a real raw scene and, without any dialogue. Well, and I yeah. think it works better that way. I mean, oh, yeah. if you tried it in the dialogue, it would have been also good to know when you don't say anything. You just let the expressions and and the Giacchino music. Yeah. Well, I mean, Giacchino music was was great in the last episode too. With the what's the theme when Locke's banging like from the from the moment oh, when he comes know. when he wakes up and then he's banging on it. There's that's a powerful theme, and then this yeah, is the, the life and death theme. This theme. is the life and death theme that we're yeah. talking about here. Yeah, some good stuff. Really good stuff. 
Did he ever win Emmy for? Shut up. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know if they do soundtrack Emmys or not. I, I don't think so. Yeah, I haven't. I, I should look. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I know he won an Oscar for Up for good reason. <laughs> good reason. <laughs> yes, yes. But people good episode. Yeah. And, and this is one of the high marks of season one. I think when people look back on mm. this episode. I mean, granted, you know, but season one has a lot of really good stuff in it. It really does. It really. I mean, I I understand why some people feel like it never it was never as good after the first season. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy all the crazy lost shenanigans and all that kind of stuff, but for especially for people who don't get into that sort yeah. of thing, I completely see why it's they very love. core. It's very emotional, core, yeah. Stuff. Really key in on the characters. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It's hard to keep doing that same exact thing. Yeah, season after season. But I mean, they try in their own ways, but they get crazy, lost stuff. But yeah, right. there's just some. I mean, you can only do this episode once, but they did it <laughs> super well. I mean, they did it about as well as you can do it. Yep. Yep. So, but no, I th- I think this was a really. I saw this coming up in the schedule. I was like, oh, that's going to be a co- a really good double episode. <laughs> episode yeah. thing for a weekly hijack and um if you haven't seen these by all means go watch them even yes. if you have watched much lost or other mythology these two episodes pretty stand together pretty well yeah. on their own but meanwhile, uh, make sure you uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, whether that's the Weekly Hijack or Dear Old Trains of Thought. Um, before we wrap up, I should give Zach one more chance to say something. Yay! He's, he's not as, he's not as uh, antagonistic as when we're watching Once Upon a Time. No, I have much more opinions than <laughs> Maybe because it's, uh, this is not an ongoing show anymore. Yeah. So. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, hang in there yep. if, you, if you've just watched this these episodes too and you're in like postpartum depression. You know? <laughs> 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 All right, this is Tim. This is Nick. Good night. Adios.